Hello, everyone. Welcome, everybody, to the High School Hockey Report. I am not John Kidd. He is on vacation getting married. I am Kevin Trzinski. I will be taking his spot today. Alongside me is here Sean Belizean. Uh, we are presented by the MHSAA, the Coaches Association, and National Coney Island. Sean, playoffs have already been kicked off. Um, what was your biggest thought, you know, coming out of the weekend? There was fantastic action all over uh, the, the great state of Michigan. I, I think one that jumps out to me is, if I may, I'm going to start up in Division Three. Look, we've been talking about it all year. The way Corey Markham's team plays, they've certainly made some statements. A lot of people, yours truly included, thought that the winner of that might just win it all. I thought it was Calumet. Uh, Coach Markham and the Gremlins thought otherwise. They got a big 3-2 victory. So that certainly is is one that jumps out to me. How about what Forest Hills NE has done? You know, I, I was uh, talking to some of the guys out there. It, it reminds you of, of maybe the overtime magic that some teams have had in Stanley Cup history. Going and winning games in overtime, and they're going to have an opportunity for a big statement against Heartland. Um, but so many good games. I, I know, uh, Kevin, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show started. The run that Salem's on right now, you know, getting that big one against Farmington. That Farmington story was a great story. I don't think many people saw that uh, going down the way that it did. And then Northville giving them all they could handle before Salem uh, comes out on top. Kevin, I know that's something you were, you were watching, but I mean, those are just a few of the great story so far oh no most definitely you know i have happened a chance to cover the uh that game versus farmington for salem and you know going into that game i, I thought you know farmington would you know give a little bit of a fight but it didn't end up being that way they blew them out seven nothing um and like you said they go on to play northville and, you know they squeak by a win three to two so you know gotta watch out for salem i think they're gonna surprise a lot of people you know they they didn't look strong but, you know, they got into the dirty areas where they needed to go, and, you know, they capitalized on their opportunities. I'm a, a big Coach Ostenmacher guy. We, we've had him on the show before. You know, I, I can guarantee you they're going to be ready. He's putting in the tape. I mean, they've got the monster challenge against them. Make no mistake about it. Catholic Central, still the team to beat, still number one. I'm going to wait to put out another rankings until the season's done and do a final rankings. It, to me, it'd be kind of silly this week with so many big games yet to play, but maybe Make no mistake about it, Catholic Central is number one uh, across the board. You know, they have just gone about their business, and, and now it's the nitty-gritty. And you know that they've had this time of year on their mind for the past year. So that is going to be an interesting matchup uh, moving forward. But, you know, so many good games. Byron Center is a team that we talked about, and, and thoughts go out to Jacob Froisland and, and his family. Uh, Howell is a team that I've mentioned a few times on the show. And let me let me tell you something, Kevin, in Division Two, Howell, uh, I had a chance to see them both at Farmington Ice Arena, and then I had a chance to see them twice out at Novi Ice Arena. Props to the Highlanders. That's a team that maybe to a lot of people came out of nowhere, but they won a couple games. They won a thriller against Novi. And and let me tell you this. They gave Livonia Stevenson all they could handle. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. and Livonia Stevenson was a lot of people's favorite in Division Two. Uh, Heartland just keeps rolling. You know, it, it's it's amazing what they keep doing. So, uh, you know, they've got defending a big champs. one. Yeah, defending champs, and they're playing like it. You know, they got a big one coming up against uh, Forest Hills NE. Uh, Birmingham Brother Rice, which was arguably the hottest team in Division Two uh, heading into the playoffs. Uh, they keep getting it done. And I'm really intrigued at Marquette and, and Petoskey because we talked up Marquette 
Kevin, a, a couple months ago, and, and I had them ranked. But the way Petoskey's playing right now, that's an intriguing matchup. I had Marquette going on. Uh, we'll wait and see how that plays itself out. That's right. Um, you know, big game coming up in that same uh, division. Livonia Stevenson, is, uh, excuse me, Livonia Stevenson and Trenton. Whew, that's going to be a big one uh, in, in that uh, in that quarterfinal matchup. Well, with all due respect to every other game, I'm not sure that there's a better matchup out there. With all due respect, by the way, we'll get to Division Three in a second. I think there's a doozy coming up uh, with DCD and and Detroit Jesuit, but Livonia Stevenson and, and Trenton getting together is, is awesome. And I'll tell you this: it, it's really turned into a cool, friendly rivalry. Now, it's a rivalry, make no mistake about it. And, and the friends, there are no friends when they drop the puck uh, in, in Dearborn. But let me tell you this. I, I think, you know, Coach Clements is such a class guy. Uh, Coach Mitchell is such a class guy. These two teams have gone head-to-head so many times in the past few years. Uh, that is going to be a dandy in Dearborn on Tuesday night. Uh, let's talk about, you know, UND Jesuit. You just, you know, quickly uh, talked about them real quick. Um, they've been on fire uh, as of late in the playoffs. I think they've scored like over, I think like 24 goals in the past three games in the playoffs. You know, they're on fire right now. And, you know, I, I think a lot of people don't give them the, uh, the credit that they deserve. I agree with you. And maybe I'm one of them. I mean, all jokes aside, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was talking them up as as perhaps the, the team to beat. Now, make no mistake about it, they're still in that group. But, you know, as we talked about at the beginning of the playoffs, Kevin, I'm sure you're aware of this. I called this side of the bracket. Um, it, it was it was really the bracket of doom because there were so many good teams in there. Just to reiterate, you know, you had Cranbrook in there. I think you had a Liggett team that was playing really well in there. You had De La Salle in there. Um, you, obviously, you had DCD in there. So this is a situation where these two teams have had to fight and scratch and claw their way just to get to this point. And that's going to be a dandy on Wednesday night. Uh, DCD and Detroit Jesuit, we've talked about it all year. Uh, I don't think Coach Novak and, and Sam Avola and, and the Yellow Jackets are going to let go of that crown easily in any way, shape, or form. It's going to be tough for anybody to beat them. That should be a dandy in Division Three. I, I kind of like the way Big Rapids is, is is playing as well. I mean, the cards are are, are playing really well, and you know, it, it's, it, I've been talking up East Grand Rapids all year, and and the Pioneers keep getting it done. Uh, Houghton, what more can you say? I mean, I, Coach Markham, you talk to anybody that has played them, and he's such a good guy as well. Congratulations to him and the Gremlins once again going up against Alpina. You know, and Cooper Black has been an incredible story. And uh, Kevin, I'm going to say this again it's one thing to to have people put that circle on you and say look out for this team this is a really good team and it's quite another thing to actually live up to it right and alpina has done that and then some so coach limbach coach givens outstanding and then hey i mean last but certainly not least how about You've got Riverview Gabriel Richard, you know, making another run. It looks good on on Ricky and the gang over there. And Coach Robert trying to take his third team to the Final Four. I mean, that's insane when you think about it. But a great job out there with Ann Arbor, uh, Gabriel Richard, and Green Hills. Uh, I mean, tremendous job out there. So that's going to be one to watch. Uh, but already, you know what? I mean, so many good games uh, uh, along the way. And, you know, that's the beauty of a tournament like this. We, we talk about it uh, so much, Kevin, but it bears repeating. Um, the level of high school hockey has 
improved so dramatically in this state. And I think you've seen that play itself out with some of the matchups leading up to this point. You know, you, you talk about that, and I think that's kind of been slowly happening the pa- past couple of years where the high school, you know, the level of competition has really, you know, grown to where it is today. And I think, you know, those players who went to AAA, played hockey, you know, Beltire, Little Caesars, they want to play for their high school. They want to wear that jersey as opposed to playing for Beltire. They want to play for their school. And I think it's a great opportunity. No, you're, you're right. And, and you know what? You're seeing kids move on. And, and you know, we keep... We keep saying it. You know, you, you see guys saying it on, on Twitter. There's more here. That That's something that's made the rounds, and uh, you've certainly seen it. You know, one thing that I'd like to do before the year's over is, you know, I, I'm going to get with a bunch of the coaches maybe after the tournament's over and and for our final show make a list of guys that have moved on to, to, to bigger and better things, <clears> whether <throat> it be, you know, in, into one of the junior leagues, the North American League, the U.S., uh, guys going into, um, you know, colleges now, you know, a, another one. Um, um, you know, Logan Genuine from that outstanding team from Romeo that won the championship uh, a, a few years back. Uh, he's heading over to Arizona State. I, I love seeing that. You know, we mentioned guys like that for a reason. To your point, the kids are seeing that there's a place to go now. And, and you take a look at so many of the programs this year that took a step up and it makes you say, okay, what are you going to do for an encore? And, and, you know, teams that maybe didn't make it all that far this year but took a big step, you know, um, St. Clair Shores, you know, again, I mean, when when you bring your win total like that, that that is something that you should, um, you know, really make a point to point out. And, um, you know, another one, Canton. You know, Canton really took a big jump this year. So what are you going to do for an encore? That's what makes looking ahead a lot of fun. But before we do that, we have to look ahead to this weekend's game games as well that's right that's right uh let's go to division one here what's coming up uh we have like you said detroit catholic central and salem we, we you know we talked about them real quick uh salem what's going to be the you know the go-to thing to you know give them a tough match you catholic know what I, i've said it once i've said it fifty thousand times i i think the thing that is um, underappreciated from Catholic Central. Yes, they're deep. Yes, they can score. Yes, they have you know uh, incredible forwards up, up front. You know, and obviously in in uh, Clemens and and Corpy and and Gaffney. I think their blue line is just stupendous. I mean, they really are. Their blue line is stupendous. And um, you make a mistake against them, and all of a sudden they're going the other way with with speed. So um, you're going to have to put together a near coaching plan uh, to knock off Catholic Central. You know, again, I think people have to remember this is a team that lost a grand total of one game in state last year. And unfortunately for them, it was in the semis at USA Hockey Arena. They haven't lost yet in state. So they remember what that sting felt like and they're uber focused right now. That's right. That's right. Uh, Moving down over here a little bit, uh, Orchard Lake St. Mary's and Rochester Adams, are you? Yeah, you know what? RU has been a, a great story. They just keep winning. You know, we recognized them, boy, about a month ago, and uh, they, they just keep winning games. Orchard Lake St. Mary's, I think, might be a little surprise. Um, I, I think it's safe to say that uh, Coach, uh, Coach Klano and the, and, and the gang, you know, didn't have that banner season. It doesn't matter. When you play that MIHL schedule and you get that opportunity against Brighton, they made the most of it. Uh, one of the guys on our uh, potential player of the year list, uh, Bryce Callen, certainly getting it done there. That is going to be an interesting matchup, to say the least, in Division One. Uh, moving down, DeWitt and Saginaw Heritage. You know, Saginaw Heritage really, you know, really blew up this year, um, really under the radar. We know who they are now. Um, 
that that right there is going to be a great matchup because what do we expect? Well, you know, Saginaw Heritage, to me, it, it has been a program that's been going like this. You know, they made the Final Four in, in 2013 um, in, in Division Two, and, you know, they, they've made runs everywhere. And I think people will remember, you'll remember, the run that they made last year. And I think a lot of people just thought, okay, Brighton's going to smoke them, especially after uh, beating Catholic Central. That wasn't the case. Saginaw Heritage gave them all they could handle. Uh, they, they're really lighting it up. Up right now uh, it's been a joy to, to watch them from afar and I've had the opportunity to see them one time this year so I'm looking forward to seeing them again you know um, after getting to the finals last year it's been a mission for them much like Catholic Central to have that return engagement at USA Hockey Arena moving down to that same uh, bracket uh, Traverse City Francis and Byron Center yeah Bay City reps what a great or, excuse me Bay Area reps what what a great story there and uh, you know it was funny they gave me a little bit of the business on Twitter I don't mind that at all honestly congratulations to you guys that's awesome uh, you know I, I took somebody else on, on that side and they proved me wrong so props to you guys it's it's a great story out there what you guys are doing a shout out to the entire gang out there uh, Byron Center is a team you know uh, Kevin we've been talking about it all year East Grand Rapids, Byron Center, East Grand Rapids, Byron Center. Who's the best of the West? Uh, Byron Center uh, doing the job right now, but that's going to be a tough uh, game for them to win. And, and, and you know, I mentioned it before, but I'm going to mention it again. Certainly, everybody here thinking about Jake Froisland. Jake, get yourself well. National Coney Island is serving up what you love, fast, fresh, and friendly. Like our award-winning Coney, Honey, or handcrafted burger. So you can get what you want, when you want it. National Coney Island, your craving is calling. There's an old saying, you can never have too many officials. The age of the average official is 52 and getting older all the time. We're constantly recruiting new people, younger people to join us. After you register with the MHSAA, look on the website to find an officials association near you. They'll put you in a position to succeed as an official. We all learned a lot from high school sports, and officiating is a great way to give back to the game. There's help wanted, just whistle. Welcome back to the High School Hockey Report. I'm Kevin Trzinski filling in for John Kidd. He is currently in Florida where the weather is warm and we're up here where it's nice and cold. Is he doing a great job or what? <laughs> yeah, you're welcome anytime, bro. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, um, next uh, thing we're going to talk about here is Division Two. Yeah. Um, Forest Hills Eastern and Heartland. You know, we got the division, you know, defending state championship. Well, and, and you know, a, a, a chance for redemption for Forest Hills NE. There's such a great story because, you know, I, I think in talking to some people, you have to remember the high level that they've been at. And, they, and in my mind, they have been almost nearly uh, the the automatic choice the last couple of years for, for best on the west side. And they didn't have the high caliber year that I guess we're used to seeing from, from NE. It wasn't a bad year by any stretch of the imagination. And the one thing that you have to say is when you're winning games the way they're winning, they win one game in, in four overtime, they win another game in double overtime, maybe just may, maybe – Fate is smiling down upon them, and they have a chance of redemption against Heartland. Uh, Heartland's got their mojo back. You know, down the stretch, uh, you know, I, I mentioned it, Kevin. They were bruised down the stretch, and bruises heal. 
their bruises have healed. Make no mistake about that. But listen, I you have to like the defending champion here. And, and in my mind, in my mind, after uh, uh, an epic MIHL matchup between uh, Rice and Port here in Northern, in, in my mind, um, that sets up just a dandy at USA Hockey Arena. Hartland and Rice getting together. You got the defending champ against, again, arguably the hottest team heading into the playoffs. I actually had him at number four in the state. One reason why, and I had to explain this to some Rice people because of my rankings, one reason why is, you know, um, Brother Rice has to play a team like Heartland, potentially, and then turn around, what, uh, 36 hours later and, and play perhaps Trenton or Livonia Stevenson? We'll see how much of a factor that has when all is said and done. But that could be a dandy at USA Hockey Arena. And that would be, if I'm not mistaken, that's the early game. So I think that would be a lot of fun. That's correct. That's a, that's a, actually a 5.30, a 5, yep. 5 o'clock game. Yep, Sorry. early game there. Um, Marquette and Petoskey. Hey, I love that game because, you know, I had Marquette from the um, – the, the second I saw this bracket, I had Marquette coming out. You know, again, the Redmen are a team that we've had uh, ranked. Um, but Petoskey, you have to give them credit for, for taking care of business. You know, they knock off the old veteran uh, in, in Traverse City Central and then knock off Mona Shores. Um, Petoskey's a great story. I just think that the story ends there. I've seen Marquette play a couple times. It's a good team. You know how those teams are from the UP. Uh, I, I like Marquette in that one. And Stevenson Trenton, I'm not just saying this. I'm not trying to be PC, okay? Um, take a coin, flip the coin, heads is Stevenson, and tails is Trenton. I, I mean, honestly, that's the way this one goes. If I were you, I would completely forget about the game that they played at the showcase. Completely forget, forget about it. You know that Trenton has uh, forgotten about it, and Stevenson has forgotten about it as well. Stevenson won that game big. That means nothing. This is something different. You know Trenton has revenge on their mind. Uh, Stevenson knows that they have revenge on their mind. This is six of one, half a dozen of the other in, in this one. But I think, to me, um, the difference in this game, you have two really good goaltenders, you know, uh, Cormier and, and Polzin. You know, which guy can make the stop? And I'll tell you what, I, I've seen both of them play very well, but right now, Polzin is is really playing very well for Livonia Stevenson. I think that could be the difference in that one, and that could set up the late game on Thursday, uh, the Redmen taking on uh, Stevenson at USA Hockey Arena. One last thing we're going to talk about here, Division Three. Kevin, I said it, day one. And you know what? These guys have proven me right. And it's not very often that you can prove me right because usually my big mouth gets me in trouble. You guys did it. Division three is the most intriguing division, in my mind, by a wide margin. There are so many good teams in Division three, so many teams that can make a case of being standing there at, at, at the end. Uh, what, about 4.30 on Saturday, uh, championship Saturday. And, you know, the way that I look at this right now is, you know, I pick Calumet to win out of Division three. Obviously, that isn't going to happen. My potential champs are alive in Division one and Division two, but... Should that surprise anybody? Because, again, if you followed it this year, Division Three probably has, off the top of my head, 
10 teams that could say, yeah, when all is said and done, we can be considered the number one team and we can win our way there. Uh, I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm really, really intrigued at Gabriel Richard Greenhills. Clint Robert's done such a, a, a good job there. Uh, River, Riverview, Gabriel Richard. You know, I have to stick with who I went with to start. I'm going to go with Gabriel Richard there. Houghton and Alpine is outstanding. You know, and, and I'll tell you what, Cooper Black, the Alpina gang, uh, they they like to refer to themselves as the pesky cats. You've been pesky. You're, you better be at your pesky best because you know how hard. You know how hard uh, the gremlins are going to come at you. That should be a dandy, but I, I'm, I'm going to go with Houghton there. I'm not going against Sam Avola and the defending champs, not not in this round against uh, uh, Detroit Jesuit. Yes, at the beginning of the year, and really for the first couple months of the year, I thought that UD, UDJ was the best, but uh, the way that, that the Yellow Jackets are going right now, I'm going to take them there. And I've been, I've been riding with East Grand Rapids, and I'm, I'm going to stick with East Grand Rapids, but I, I'll tell you what, if you look at this, this potential final four and you got Riverview Gabriel Shard and you've got Houghton and you've got Detroit Country Day and you've got uh, Lots East of Grand Rapids. Oh my goodness. You're absolutely Lots right. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it, you know, but um, if I had to pick one and I have to pick one because that's my job and that's why you guys get mad at me and, and taunt me again, shout out to, to Bay Area reps. I appreciate that. I, I got no problem with that. You guys deserve that, but I'm, I'm going to go um, with, with Corey Markham and Houghton. Um, you know, I, I kind of felt that the winner of that game might put themselves in a chance to win it all, and uh, Houghton could do that. Houghton and DCD getting together in a potential championship game would be magic, but that's why we play the games. All right, Sean. Uh, we're going to touch up here on the player of the year race. Um, what information do you have for us on that? Well, you know, as anybody has been paying attention, we got a lot of guys playing each other this week. So that's going to be very intriguing. If you know our criteria, a lot of our criteria is, is really based on how far your team goes and, and what you do in those big games. And there are going to be guys that have an opportunity to make a statement, oh, by the way, against each other as well. I'm going to use one as an example. You got U of D in Detroit Country Day coming up, okay? Ben Charbonneau's had a tremendous year. You know, as I mentioned oh, yeah. earlier, without mentioning names, I had a coach out of the KLAA uh, tell me that's the best forward he's seen all year. He's going head-to-head -head with Sam Avola. Yeah. High drama, baby. That's what it's all about. Not only do you have the stakes of, of who makes it to USA Hockey Arena, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, you might have a case of who makes a stronger case to make it into our Final Four. Now, just a reminder, the leading vote-getter automatically is in. You guys pick one of the four, and we really thank you for all your votes. We're going to close our voting on Wednesday. I think Kevin's going to have this ready to put out tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Kevin? Yes, I, I should have. I, I don't want to put any pressure on no, the guy, all right? No, no, no. But no. Uh, so by the time you're seeing this, we're going to close the voting on Wednesday. So you have an opportunity to vote your guy in. That's what we do for the fans. You get one in automatic. At last check, uh, Zach Robinson, who, I mean, to me, talking about great stories. What a great story by Brownstown Woodhaven. I think last year they made a big statement, and this year they took a hammer and pounded that statement in. The best is yet to come for those guys downriver. Great fan base, and certainly Zach Robinson led the way. He's leading our vote getting as well. So if things stay where they are, Zach Robinson automatically goes into our final four, and then our committee will have the very difficult, and I do mean that, very difficult choice of which three to take 
into that Final Four with Zach Robinson. So voting ends Wednesday. Act now. Get out and vote, and if you don't, <laughs> you're losing. We need a winner, so go out and vote. Please. Please do. I'm Kevin Trzinski here, in for John Kidd. This is Sean Belisian here at the High School Hacker Report. See you next week.